0: about how many times people in this world, they go to the wrong well. They go to pleasure, they go to partying, they go to people. Looking looking for love in all the wrong places. Right, exactly. It's just you're looking in the wrong well. In verse 15, sir, give me
1: this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming back here to draw the water. Right. Like, what? yeah, absolutely. Give me a drink of this living water that you're speaking of because I'm thirsty all the time. Right. I'm always hungry. I'm always longing for it.
0: This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's Word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church, you will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life, this is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I am Bill McMinn, along with me is Eric Barfell, and we're working our way through the book of John, which is an awesome book on belief. whole purpose of John is that we will believe in Jesus Christ. And Christ now, in uh, the beginning of chapter 4, he has to change his location. He's going to go from Judea over to Galilee. He's got to go through Samaria first. And he's doing this because it says the Pharisees learned that he was baptizing all these people, And so he decides he's going to go back over and he comes into uh, a town of Samaria called Sychar near the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. So you think about how ancient this is that you're talking the patriarchs before Mm -hmm. the Ten Commandments were even given. And uh, the right Abraham, and then Isaac, and then Jacob, and then a well that Jacob had that he gave to his son Joseph, and there's still some descendants there using that same water. So it's been there for century after century. That's a relic. That's an ancient relic. Yeah, it's pretty amazing, man. It's been given water all this time. And there was a woman from Samaria that came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, "How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans." So, what was the issue there? Uh, that was a racial boundary that you don't
1: cross. Jews and Jews and Samaritans. Right. There's the whole. Yeah, we don't really hang out on the weekends, but we see each other during the day. No, it's like, no, you don't talk to me. Because our skin is different. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, the story of the Good Samaritan is so radical for that exact reason. Right. You don't, you do not associate with them. Right. And so here he is. I mean, the woman's out in the middle of the day, the heat of the day. Um, so there's something up with her, obviously. Jesus is sitting there and he addresses this woman. Right. Another like, oh, you
0: don't. You don't you're do a guy, that. You're not talking to women, you know, at the right. world. you hear here by yourself. Talking. Let alone
1: yeah. a, a Samaritan woman. Right. So, I mean, the whole thing is like red flags just all over the place. Right. Like, what the heck is this? What am I? You know, for us, like, we just kind of read it. They hated
0: each other. I mean, Samaritans absolutely, Jews absolutely hate each other. And the reason was the Samaritans are half Jewish. Mm-hmm. They're half Jewish. And what happened was when there were 10 tribes of the north, two tribes of the south, when the kingdom was divided, Assyria came in and deported Israel, took them somewhere else. Some of the people in the land remained, and then they took other peoples into the Israel area, and they intermarried with the Jews, so they were half. Yeah. And because they were half, they always just hated them, and it was just a mistreatment there. Like, they didn't go to Jerusalem to worship. They worshiped on their own mountain there in Samaria. So I always
1: interpret it as, like, um,
0: they they
1: hated them because— the promised land was for the Israelites and now we have the halflings. Right. I just watched Lord of the Rings. We have the halflings. It's like, right. whoa, you're not an Israelite like us. Right. You're different.
0: You know what I'm saying? And even Jesus Christ said, you know, that basically salvation comes from the Jews. And he mm-hmm. recognized they're not fully Jewish people. They're Samaritans. But there was this warfare. So she wants to know, why are you? You're Jewish. Why in the world would you talk to me? Because yeah. most time people wouldn't. So I appreciate Jesus Christ talking to somebody who a lot of people wouldn't. And a lot of people who would think that she was despised. And so he, she asked the question. And Jesus answered, if you knew the gift of God. Man, think about it. I have a gift of God. If you only knew about this. So here's God wanting to reach this woman. And who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. And that's profound because there's something here, Jesus Christ said, that I have to offer you that's going to be fulfilling and hmm. satisfying and unlike anything. And she's thinking of literal water, because then right. she said, oh, come on, you don't even have anything to draw with. The well's deep. Right. It's been here for years. Are you greater than our father Jacob? And, and it's interesting, they're considering themselves coming from Jacob. They don't even mention Abraham. You know, it's from Jacob. Are you better than him? And to her, her answer would be no. And then Jesus says... Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, meaning of this well. But whoever drinks of the water I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Now, there's a spiritual renewal. He's just talked about being born again. He's talking about how people need to be born of the spirit, how there's a new life that a person can have, that the experience would be like this. It's it's a spring of water welling up inside mm-hmm. of you, and obviously constantly she's, replenishing you, constantly. Right. And satisfying. clearly, she's looking
1: for that. She's looking for this um, fulfillment that right. she has not experienced prior. Right. Uh, you know, we we've read that she, or we'll keep reading, that she's had multiple husbands. Right. Um, she's in the middle. She's a woman coming out in the heat of the day, the middle of the day when the sun is high. Something's off with that, you know right. what I'm saying? So, yeah, like, because
0: the other woman can't, the women can't stand her,
1: exactly. Right. So there's some uh, very, very much of a disconnect relationally with right. her and her own people. Right. She's talking to this uh, Jewish man, or this Jewish man addresses her, Jesus. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy all the way around, and she is she is searching for this right. fulfillment. She, she needs. Is. She's looking deeply for anything, and then yeah, again, just like Nicodemus, she thinks it's like a literal thing. And um, verse 15, sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming back here to draw the water. Right. Like, what? yeah, absolutely. Give me a drink of this living water that you're speaking of because I'm thirsty all the time. Right. I'm always hungry. I'm always longing
0: for it. Well, I think, too, he tells her, <laughs> go call your husband and come here. Because he's trying to get her to see... There's a deeper thirst, something more, a mm-hmm. physical thirst is a good thing, You know, a good analogy for, hey, we should be thirsty for God. So there's a good analogy with physical thirst that helps us right. to think about spiritual right. things. A lot of things in the physical world can help us think of spiritual things. He goes, call your husband. And the woman answered him, I don't have a husband. And Jesus said, you're right. You've had five husbands, and the guy you're living with right now is not your husband. And once he pointed out to her, woman, you've been going to the wrong well Time after time. Mm-hmm. And I think about how many times people in this world, they go to the wrong well. They go to pleasure. They go to partying. They go to people. Looking looking for love in all the wrong places. Right, exactly. It's just you're looking in the wrong well. And yeah. because, you keep, you, because you continue to go to the wrong well, you continue to be thirsty. And I see people all the time where they kind of set it up. And the only thing that seems to be able to satisfy them, well, if my husband will treat me like this, if my wife will treat me like this, if my kids will be like this, if I can get this job, then I can be happy. No, you can be happy right now because there's a well mm-hmm. inside of you. There's a living water that Jesus Christ offers. So as soon as he says that about the <laughs> the husband thing, oh, I perceive you're a prophet. And she, <laughs> she turns the attention away right away. Our fathers worshiped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place that people ought to worship. And I, I like how the fact she's trying to distract away from the fact, yeah, she's blown it. And he knows she's blown it. Right, And... Yeah, she'll go out and tell the town people later on, he told me everything I ever did. <laughs> so, <laughs> he, he's pointing out to her, and you know, what? Uh-huh. the Holy Spirit's working our lives, he is pointing out to us the things that we've done that right. we shouldn't have done. He's pointing right. us out of things we've blown it so we can realize where we need to do better, right? So, uh-huh. anyway, uh, Jesus Christ said the hour is coming when neither this mountain nor in Jerusalem will be where you, you worship the Father, you will worship. You worship what you don't know. We worship what we know for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming, is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. And I love it that you need to really worship the Father in spirit and truth. It's not just about religion, it's not just about coming to this mountain. It's not about where. Mm-hmm. It's not about if you're in Jerusalem or Shechem. It's not about where you are. What it's really about here is that God wants people to worship him in spirit and truth, to really worship him, to truly seek him, because God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. In other words, there has to be something inside of you that can connect with God. Man is physical. Man is has an immaterial part. Your physical part longs for food. It's always going to be true. We're always going to thirst for drinks. right? Always, always, that's going to be true. There's also a spiritual side of you, that can connect with God and we have mm-hmm. to connect with God there and God doesn't want mechanics, right? He doesn't want us going right. through motions. He doesn't want us doing things. Cause okay, I have to, I'm going to check it off the list. He wants a real deal thing. Mm-hmm. So how would you explain that to somebody Worship the spirit and truth?
1: You know, I, um, when I read the Bible a lot, I love the old Testament and I see these multiple uh, characters in the old Testament cry out to God. It's not some like fabricated kind of prayer, like crying out, tearing their clothes. Like that's this like raw, authentic uh, emotion towards the Lord. Not not like a hold on. Let me make sure. Let me make sure at least like looks good, sounds good right. before I address God Almighty here. It's like no, they're just crying out to the Lord in their in their time of need. Right. You know. Does that make sense? It's, yes. And and that's like the worship that he's kind of looking for is this true authentic version of you not not how you think it might look in front of everyone else in the rows behind you or whatever but just coming to god um in that
0: way can you meaning anybody can a person love their wife in a mechanical way and not really deep down love them in other words I brought home, I paid the bills, Mm -hmm. I walked the dog, I took out the trash. Okay. Did you really want a relationship with your spouse? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can go through. I'm saying you can go through things mechanically and not really deep down. Mm -hmm. Mean it. Mm -hmm. that's not what God is looking for. And that's not, by the way, not what our wives are looking for. Our wives are looking for us to be passionate about them, to really love them, to do things that are important to them, not just to do what we want to do. And I think in Christianity, even so many times we, we love God, but we want to do what we want to do. And we want God to bless God. You come around, you come along with me and just do what I want to do. Instead of ever asking God, what do you want me to do? How many times do husbands and I'm guilty of it too, I, I want to do this. So I'm going to do what I want to do. And I want you to come along with me to do what I want to do. Right. Without actually saying to them, what do you want to do? Yeah. No. And because and true love is going to be doing what they want to do. And I think worshiping God in spirit and truth, there's got to be that element of us where it's not just hey, God, I'm here. So you'll do what I want. Mm-hmm. I, I came to church today, God. And now, right. hey, so listen, here's my list. Right. Here's my list. Here's my list of stuff that you need to be doing for me. And, and I'm coming here because I expect you to do this and that. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're yeah, supposed right, to. Right. Instead of just, no, we just come to God for God. We come to God because he's God. He is spirit. And we are spirit. And we got to worship his spirit. We come to him because of who he is. Mm-hmm. And because we actually just genuinely love him. And we're not looking for anything else. He's
1: not like a uh, a cosmic vending machine where where it's this transaction of, oh, I'll put in my $1 and get out this item that I
0: want you know what i'm saying some people think that's exactly yeah exactly uh,
1: and you know i I, truthfully i i I read this book and there was a a tweet some football players like oh i worship god 24 7 and this is how he repays me well in the game earlier that day he like didn't catch the touchdown pass or you know whatever it was he's like and he he goes and blames god oh i worship you 24 7 and this is how you repay me he was like right
0: Not how God works. right? <laughs> Not there to get God. You don't, God doesn't owe me anything. So I will, I love the fact that God can fulfill us. Like if we really worship God, we really seek him. All these things will be added unto you as well. Mm-hmm. We need to come to him honestly and truth. Genuinely. We come to him in spirit. We come to him. As you said, the word authentic, I think is a, is a good word. And then these people have a real revival. They they this woman runs into town and says, "Hey, I, I think I found this this Messiah," and they're gonna they come back, and all these other people are coming to him. And I look at it like this is revival. This is what it looks like. So many people are coming to believe. So they come back and they want to know why Jesus Christ talked to this woman. She goes on and and Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Mm. God, hey, you're hungry, Jesus. You know what I'm really hungry for? I'm hungry to do what God wants me to do. Mm-hmm. And this is such a context. We've just been talking about this. You know, am I here for what God can do for me or what I can do for God? Right? He says, My food is what satisfies me, what fills me truly, is to do the will of him who sent me to accomplish his work because man, there's nothing better. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. There is nothing better than if you're doing a work and you're helping somebody and they're coming to faith in Christ, their lives are changing, yeah. their marriage is getting straight. Absolutely. to me, that's the greatest thing. I don't mind like yesterday, I think I worked th- about thirteen hours. I told my family, I don't mind doing a lot of work if it's productive if i Mm -hmm. feel like i'm helping people and lives are changing and people are getting it right boom man that's just doing the will of god i'm happy man i could be satisfied i'd come to the end of my day and be satisfied Mm -hmm. and that's
1: what's so encouraging about it, especially when you see fruit of your labor kind of paying off and and marriages coming back together people coming to christ people just learning and growing in their faith and their knowledge of god and god's word that's that's super encouraging right and that's something i i pray for periodically like okay give me a sign that like i'm doing this right that it's working that it's effective right. that what i'm doing here like actually Latters. has meaning right uh don't always feel that way sometimes right. i'm like the hamster in the wheel other times i'm like this is phenomenal right this is absolutely incredible right And it's just mind-blowing to see Yeah, I want to see the
0: kingdom of God built, to be honest with you. Like, I want to see the church grow. I want to see—and when I get to meet with people and hear them, hey, we're going to be in church on Sunday, and and you see God's doing a work in their life, man, that just gets me pumped up. But I like what he said. He said, you got to say there's four more months till the harvest. I tell you, lift up your eyes and see the fields are white for harvest. And, guys— The fields are white, man. The harvest, you guys say the harvest is coming. I'm saying the harvest of souls is already here. People needing the Lord is already here. Mm -hmm. There's already a work that needs to get done. And I think that we should live this way. Like, no, the harvest is here. God's going to be sending people, connecting us with people who need to hear the truth. And I appreciate people who put it out there. You know, actually, yeah, things that are going right. on in verses and whatnot. I think it's an awesome, awesome thing. And so what happens here is many of the Samaritans from the town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. Then they come out, and they they hear from Jesus Christ. And they said to the woman, it's no longer because of what you said we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is indeed the Savior of the world." And so they're believing in him. That's one of the themes of the story is there's a there's because Jesus Christ took the time to talk to this woman at the well. Mm-hmm. She goes and tells all her friends. Oh, yeah. Now the friends want to hear about this. Well, what, what is this? You know, that you've experienced. What is it? Right. So they come and now they believe and they come to see Jesus Christ, the savior of the world. That's that's the ultimate thing we want people to see. Not that. Hey, church is really nice. Oh, that was a cool place. You know, mm-hmm. I really felt comfortable right. there. Right. Well, no, that's that's good. You know, we're glad if you like it, we're glad if it's relative, glad, you know, we get to make you laugh, we get to make you think, we get you love the songs, great. Uh, by the way, do you know that Jesus Christ, is the savior of the world? <laughs> Did you know that part of it? Because that that's really the part that truly counts. And So I love it that that is their realization and and their recognition. Then Christ leaves this place, and a a man comes to him, an official, and his son is sick. And it's interesting because the the guy is coming along. He goes, hey, my son is sick. And Jesus Christ said to him, go, your son will live. Hmm. And the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and went on his way. And this, to me, is what faith is. Jesus Christ spoke. The man believed what he spoke. If you want to know what, what does faith look like, and we were talking about it uh, between segments even. You know, what does really true faith look like? Jesus said it, and I believe it. Yeah.
1: That's faith. Right. It's, especially this guy, he's like, Jesus, you didn't do anything. You didn't right. even see him. You right. didn't even come over. Right. You, you told me to, to go. Right. You, you told me to walk away. You know, that, that is, that's really something. And I've right. I studied a lot of the New Testament and, like, healings and stuff, and it's just not loads to go off of. It's just your faith has made you well. Right. Go in peace. He will live.
0: Right. Go. Your kid will. Your kid will live. And right.
1: I, I. don't know. It. But I've never stopped. concluded a, a real answer how of it the, the
0: strive. You know. He's striving. You know. This man heard that Jesus Christ had come. He went to him. He asked him to come down and heal his son. He was at the point of death. He stopped striving at this point, and he just he believed the word Jesus spoke to him and went. On his way. Now it's quite a trip because as he's going down, his servants met him and told him that his son was recovering. So he asked them the hour he began to get better, and they said to him, "Yesterday at the seventh hour, hmm. the fever left him." And the father knew that was the hour when Jesus has said to him, "Your son will live," and he himself believed, and all of his household. This was now the second sign that Jesus Christ did when he had come from Judea to Galilee. So you look at this, and, okay, he believed him, and his belief led to his whole household. Yeah, And sometimes, you know, your moms out there, you might think, man, I come to church, I come to church alone, and no one's coming with me. Listen, there are times your faith will extend to your whole household, or husband, you feel mm-hmm. like you got to come alone. Your faith, keep praying, to extend your whole household. Pray that your household will look like this you yourself believed, and your whole household. Because mm-hmm. when you see the power of God, you stay, see the power of God in you, that's going to lead to belief. Absolutely. And that, that's, that's a powerful
1: testimony as well right. because he believed in what he did, and as a result, his, his whole household has right. changed, and his son lived too. Right. You know, yes. he, huge. That's huge.
0: Right. Faith is taking God at his word, believing that God is true. That's what God wants us to believe, that he is true, that worshipers will worship him in spirit and truth. He was all about this woman coming to faith. That's what the whole story is about. I've got living water. You got to believe this. God can satisfy. He's come to give us life and give it abundantly. That's what we have to believe about Jesus Christ and then satisfy ourselves there, that there's a great life in Christ. I think too many times we're still not looking deep in that well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're looking right. all, all around us, and, you know, we're not really going to the Jesus well. And as a believer, I think for myself, I have to challenge myself that way. And you guys listening, you know, challenge yourself that way. But we appreciate you tuning in. If you like the show, share it. Uh, we've hit John now one, two, three, four. So you can go listen to any of those chapters, and uh, we're covering the Bible, and we know that there's nothing more helpful, no better place to be. So you guys all have a great and blessed week.